Welcome to Checks and Balances. I'm Michael Vincent. This is James Blair. And this week we have an extra special guest, Juliet Lichtenstein, Associate Director of Residential Projects at Colliers. All right. Very special episode for two reasons. One is, of course, we've got Juliet with us today. But second, Mikey, we're on the road. I know. How good's that view as well? Oh, how much of the view? I don't know how much of the view we've got in the background, but tell you what, when you come to the Collier's office, Juliet, Mike and I leave here and just go, we need to be better. Yeah. We need to, we need it to is, earn it is a, a view a like this. a sense of motivation like no other. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It definitely has an impact on motivation. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Juliet, you're an expert in all things property, especially off the plans. That's very kind of you to say. <laughs> um, I have been working in property for the last, uh, coming up eight years, nine years yep. for Colliers. Um, and we are specialists in off the plans. So um, terrace housing and apartments. Right. Yeah, so which that is really, has just, yeah, that's become my focus. Yeah, it's really blown up in the last sort of uh, 10, five years. The um, off the plans purchases have really kind of taken off. And I think from a bank lending perspective, you know, they used to be quite nervous about that and really like, oh, I don't, no one knows what they're getting into here. Whereas now it's it's fairly run of the mill to get the finance for it. So it's really taken off. Mm. And then when you think about the developers as well, I guess there's probably a little bit of a stigma around, you know, are they cowboys? Which developments yeah. can I trust? Which ones are, are gonna? am I actually going to get um, delivered to home? I was just 100%. talking to a client yesterday who's getting their money back um, from the sunset clause passing after three years. Yeah, um, right. Do you run into that a lot? With with how how do you decide which developers you work with? Uh, we definitely um, have a track record of working with developers that we trust yeah. and know very well, and so the business that we do is repeat business, um, and so established developers who we can demonstrate that they've got a proven track record uh, is a really vital part of the way we um operate mm. Mm. yeah I, I mean you need a home at the end of it right and yeah. if it's if it's not the you know i can walk in and do the open home it, it's a, a little bit yeah i guess people struggle with that a little bit don't they yeah i mean it, again like julia said it's about uh who is the developer do mm. they have a track record are you getting repeat business i mean we saw one of our customers uh who was purchasing off a, a i don't want to say mum and dad developer but you know quite a small developer yeah. on the north shore um, and that it didn't have a um, warranty on the build. Mm. So they were like, oh, I'll just get a building report just to see what it's like. Mm. I have never seen a building report come back that bad. Like for a new build, uh, there were things like not finished. There were things not up to code. There were cracks in the concrete already. Like it was. How frightening. Yeah. Hands off very quick. Yeah. 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 The developers that we work with, with the, a great track record, have done developments where they've won architectural awards or they've Mm. won property council awards or they've amassed a collection of those awards um, for doing things so well and doing things differently. I've always said that buying off the plans is not for the faint-hearted. And um, our job is to make that journey as easy and as streamlined as possible. And then it becomes quite an amazing process. People get really excited about the fact that they can secure something and then have time to either build some more equity or rejig, sell a home, Mm. um, plan, plan Mm. ahead. So, yeah. The interesting part around that is 
you roll back to maybe um, 2019, 2020, people buy a new build. Once it settles, they've made 200 grand. Mm -hmm. And now we're starting to see stories on the flip side, right, where people have bought something and then they've dropped in value and there's some negative equity in some situations. Yeah, to a degree. But that only matters if you haven't got the finance sorted Mm. correctly. Like we get... You know, if you've got a 12-month build time, we get a 12-month approval up front and banks are usually a little bit flex about it, about extending further because they've given you the rope to go out there and do the thing, right? So uh, if you lock in the finance up front, get the registered valuation right at the start. Even if it comes back 20000 30000 that doesn't matter to you. Don't get me wrong. Like on, it doesn't feel great that on paper your house has come back a bit, but I've lost four hundred grand off my house in the last, I don't know, however many years. <laughs> Let's not years. play this game. You know, it's like it's like on paper, it's something. I still have a house to live in. Yep. I still love my house. Um, but, you know, the other thing with, uh, like Juliet said, is sort of locking it all in. Like we see some developments and having time to rejig and sell a property. Um, we were looking at development in Christchurch the other day, which actually isn't going to be completed until the end of 2025. And for some people, they think, that's too long to wait. I can't mm. do that. For me, I go, great location, lock in a price at what I think is the bottom of the market, yeah. uh, and it gives me a couple of years to sort it out. Yeah, I, I think that's a key point, the certainty mm. of locking in a price. And just as you were talking about the, the bank piece, I think that one of the best things that anyone can do is work with a mortgage broker yeah. to navigate all of that. And um, and then, then you've got that security, you know, that you've locked in a price and you might be waiting. And for a lot of people, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, and then it's it's all about timelines. And off the plans doesn't necessarily mean wait two years. Mm. It can actually mean wait three years mm. or it can mean wait three months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I only worry about with those longer ones, I guess, the, the longer out potentially, the more risk um, costs going up. The, is, yeah. is that a fair assumption or is that not fair to assume the longer the more risk you take? So the risk around that comes down to who the developer mm-hmm. is and what that sale and purchase agreement yeah. looks yeah. like. So the developments that we sell off the plans, the price is locked and fixed. Yeah. So there is no ability for price escalation. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's jump straight into, I guess, the the pros and cons and buying off the plan since yeah. it's becoming more popular. Maybe let's start with the pros. So you've already spoken about some of them with the locked-in price. What What's another benefit or some other benefits that um, buyers might see? I think um, a key benefit would be a new build. Yeah. So a new build gives you a degree of certainty in terms of um, maintenance warranties so a, a developer will, will provide a warranty for 12 months mm. uh, and then you have your build warranty as a master build um, or a construction warranty for 10 years. And then you add another layer, which is low maintenance. Yeah. So I bought an apartment off the plans and, um, and I love that I know that what I'm living in is being taken care of yeah. and it's not my worry, mm. um, right down to when I hear the guy with the leaf blower yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out in the courtyard. I just think, oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, The maintenance thing actually is a really important point, especially for first-home buyers. Everyone has this sort of idea that, um, you know, you get your first home, jazz it up a bit, do a new lick of paint and add value to it. And I'm like, yeah, those renovations are great. Repairing a roof that's failed isn't great. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's mm. not all rosy just because you've got an in-situ first home. Yeah. Sometimes going for something that you know has a warranty on it, it's brand new, 
it's not going to fall over is actually right for people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I got yeah. to fix my fence at my rental and it's like it's going to cost me at least 15 grand and it's a fence, it adds no value. It's right. a pain in the backside and yeah. Man, I'm nine months into fixing my fence. I'll do it after my Look, yeah. we've, we've been through the whole you helped me build a deck and you didn't buy galvanized nails and they rusted through in a week. I'm not I'm not calling you to help with the DIY again. Okay. Um, so any, any more benefits out, outside of the, the well, ease? Well, um, also a new build, and you guys can speak to this as the experts, but the interest deductibility. Mm. So, so, for example, if you are a first-time buyer, and you buy a new build, when you go to sell it, when you're off to your next home, you've got a, a wider audience of potential uh, purchases because an investor could very well jump at that because that interest deductibility sits with the property, so that's 20 years. Yeah, if we've got investors that come to us and go, what should we buy? It doesn't make any sense to buy something that's not a new build if it's, um, if it's for investment unless you're going to be Adding, adding a lot of value and rolling up your sleeves. And yeah. for people, a lot of the people we deal with, time poor, don't want to go down that road. So it, the interest deductibility piece is, is very hard to beat, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. And even, even for the customers who are buying it as their first home, hold it for a while, and then they look to move into their next home, we, you know, we're really against selling assets. We try and hold assets for the, you know, the long term. Uh, and you know that interest deductibility piece. If they then go to rent it out, if that still applies in whatever fashion it does, you know that's what it's a bonus as well. And yeah. you know it's sometimes it's a little bit hard for us to convey that message to people because they go, oh, I've had a twenty you know, ten percent uplift or a twenty percent uplift. Surely this house is done, right? Like I've got the equity out of it, and I'll move on to the next thing. Right. I was looking at a house this morning that first of April nineteen eighty sold for eight thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, in 19, 1990, it was uh, $119,000. Uh, and the value peaked last year or 2021, I think, at about $1.1 million. So you're like, the longer you hold the asset, the mm. more it makes sense, right? And that's why I think a new build, if you can get some interest deductibility on it, instead of selling, you mm. just use the equity, shift yeah. into the next one. Yeah. Mm. That ties in too, doesn't it, with what you were talking about in terms of value mm. and property over time yeah. is always going to... I mean, it would be lovely to see the case study to chart that one from 1980, whatever it was. Mm. Yeah, it was, in, um, it was over on the North Shore, actually, in uh, Beach Haven, just down right. by the ferry terminal. Yeah. Right, mm. right, right. But to see the the, the cycle, yeah. the up, down, those ebbs and flows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also think with a new build, you will often find that you, you're buying straight into a neighbourhood or a mm. community. Because you you're in moving into something that's just been established, with a bunch of other people who, from all different backgrounds, for all different reasons, have landed there as well. Yeah, mm. and then it definitely creates a a pretty good vibe, mm. which and, is nice. And what about the cons? You mentioned before it's not for the faint-hearted. Yeah. What are the downsides of having a new build property? Well, I, I was more talking about the process to purchase yeah. mm. because um, whichever way you look at that, that's a it's a fraught, intense time. Mm. And buying off the plans, you don't have the emotional connection of walking into a yeah. space and, and being able to visualise yourself living in it. Uh, although we have lots of lovely tools where we try and... Um, 
totally minimise that. Yeah. So um, sometimes we will have a finished, completed home that mm. we can use, um, or otherwise we'll have a really effective display suite yeah. to um, to give you that experience. I think also a bit of that comes back to um, working with, like you said, developers who have a track record, who you can go see the buildings they've completed. You know, if they're architecturally designed, they've won awards for them. You know, they've there's a bit of nous there and you think, you know, yep, I can't walk through my property, yeah. but I can walk through a similar property and I can go look at something they built two years ago and actually, you know what, still looks bloody good. Mm. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, you can have the opportunity to talk to people who are living in those yeah. homes, find out what their experience is like. Um, I think that buying off the plans has become much more normal in the last few years, we talked about that before, but it's there's a maturing to our market mm. where um, where people really understand that the density around maybe being able to live somewhere more central yeah. um, or live somewhere where you're totally connected to those sort of transport links. Mm. Yeah, um, We've got a project that's finishing at the end of this year by one of those really experienced developers. And... Um, we did a walkability score on the project, which is a, a global ranking of what, um, you know, how connected yeah. you can be living in a home with all the essential services around you. Mm. And um, all of that you only get with the density of, yeah. say, an apartment. Mm. Um, yeah. What would you say to those who go, Look, I see all these new townhouses getting built. I see all these apartments getting mm. built. Um, the retail on these is not going to be good because of like saturation in the market. Ah, well, saturation would only come if everybody decided to sell their home mm. at the same time, and that's just not how it works. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, I would be saying to someone, let's look at some of those other established apartments that we've sold and and look at the turnover. Yeah. And, um, and you know, there are developments where we talk about them as just being tightly held, mm. like people don't leave mm. <laughs> um, because of all of those benefits that we talked about. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there will always be drivers. Circumstances change and, and people move and sell, but that's... It's just the natural course of things. Yeah, yeah. that's a really interesting point that people get because they come to us all the time and go, oh, but, you know, there's what if you know, all the houses are the same and you can only compete on price point when you're selling. But actually, when is it? When is an entire block of houses all sold at the same time? Yeah. Right? Like never. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm very keen to do some research and do a podcast on because essentially what's happening in New Zealand, right, is you can only build out for so long. Yeah. At some point you need to have density of housing. Yeah. And what we're doing, you know, other countries, other cities have done it well before us. Mm. So I'm very keen to um, do some research on um, other cities around the world and the capital gains on mm. um, on those apartments and townhouses. Yes. But the the reality is that we need to start building up and we need to start building uh, more property on, on smaller sections, right? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah mm. definitely. And more property on smaller sections doesn't mean a lack of lifestyle. Yeah. You know, it's it's all about the planning and the master planning. Mm. And just you talking about the density of, of some new builds, you know, a well-designed, master-planned, establishment of a neighborhood 
doesn't mean that all the houses are same, same, same yeah. at all. Yeah. And, um, and you know, shared spaces and open spaces and all of those things. Mm, yeah. That That's I, the sophistication of what's happening now. Yeah. Thank goodness. I think one of the really um, important points to touch on as well with the new build properties is a lot of the times they are at a price point, which means that first home buyers can get on the market sooner rather than later. Yeah. And like we talk about with the building out and eventually building up, the closer you can get into the city centre, generally speaking, the better. Mm. You know, like we've got first home buyers are sort of picking between uh, a townhouse near the city centre, you know, like good transport links, like yeah. a really nice sort of property. Or we can get you something in Helensville. Right. And I'm like, no shade on Helensville. I'm like, it's I just mean, a long it sounds way. like it's shade on Helensville. <laughs> it's just a long, I can't see it from here. So it's a long way away. Um, you know what I mean? And I'm like, you just want to, uh, you know, if they're sort of like, oh, you know, I'll save for another couple of years and try and get a house closer. I'm like, the market's going to run away on you. You need yeah. to get on the market sooner rather than later. Yeah. I think townhouses provide a really good opportunity for first home buyers to do that. And I always say to people, to first time buyers, don't think of this as your forever. Mm. You know, think of it as as that starting point, and um, and what you can also access is some great terms. Yeah. You know, so a reduced deposit, um, and of course those benefits that are really, um, yeah, there for first time buyers. Yeah, yeah, I mean, preach into the choir in terms of your first home is not your. Forever yeah. home. Yeah. I also love your technical analysis that if you can't see it, it's far away. That's that's <laughs> well, the view. Yeah, that's I'll great. Come back to the view. Yeah, yeah. 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 So um, yeah, that's not really. Yeah. <laughs> so Juliet, if somebody is thinking about um, buying their first home and are keen to see kind of what stock Collies have available, mm. is the best place to start just looking at the website? Yep. Absolutely. Great. Yep. yep. Great. So it certainly is. So um, if you are interested in a um, a new build, like I said, go check out the Collier's website. Make sure you go through your, your steps and make sure you're careful around the, the developer that you're working with because we do see horror stories and it's really important that you're, um, like you said, that they've got the experience that they've delivered in the past and that you're working with a, a reputable brand. Yeah. yeah, and I would say if there isn't a track record there, then find someone where there is. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Every freaking... Um, uh, doctor we talk to i'm gonna become a developer and yeah. then yeah yeah stick to being a doctor yeah. um <laughs> on that point thank you very much for joining us please make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next time cheers